Welcome to the Clear Impact Podcast, brought to you by PGTI University. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Sherry Connor, and I am your host. How some of the higher end stuff is done and look at it and say, how can I do that in a more economical way and in a repeatable way? Or how can I how can I just do that better? And uh, I think the, the drive is when you say, wow, I, I can do that. And I can do it so much better than I can do. Our innovation series continues today as we finish last week's conversation with Mike Now and Kenny Vanderbent. They share a little known fact about Ultimately Vinyl, some history around energy codes and aluminum, as well as how they continue to find ways to stay creative and keep innovating for us all. All right, so we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about Ultimate Vinyl, which everybody still calls it the UV line. And I'm like, what is UV? Like, Do you want to shed some light on the? It's funny how we come up with names around here. Yeah. So I remember working with marketing even a few years prior to that. And I was making pitches to them with Carol Reams and others. And basically the team said, ultimately, we're going to be here. Like, it's not right now that we need the vinyl system. And that's what we kind of said. Yeah. Because if you do it too soon and spend millions of dollars on a vinyl window system that's ahead of the energy code, right. it's the timing is there. So we kept saying, ultimately, we're going to get here. And ultimately, we're going to do this project. And that's what I named the project folder when we were doing all our research and design on the systems. I just had a folder on the S drive called Ultimately Vinyl. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Which was funny because I didn't, we had no intention of that becoming the name yeah. of the project and the initiative. And then 10 years later, still calling it the UV line. Yeah, it's it, kind of funny. It, it literally started with a folder name. No, <laughs> just on the S drive. The name's yeah. never going to go away. It doesn't matter what's in the marketing Yeah, so be documents. careful what we name the <laughs> right? folder. That's literally where it came from. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting to know. I love that. Ultimately vinyl. Obviously, we said ultimately vinyl because the markets were all going towards these more, what they considered more energy efficient, thermally improved products, but uh, not necessarily for Florida. We found that air conditioning is obviously the, the biggest driver, and I was heavily involved in code at the time. So the growth and the continued growth of aluminum, PGTI never lost sight of aluminum because we found aluminum, it's, it's a strong contender. It's a, you can provide a very, very efficient aluminum window using the right glass. You can get some really good energy efficiency mm-hmm. because like I said, it, it comes from air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you can block the sun, you're going to be blocking most of the heat transfer. Right. Isn't, you know, the only whole thing is the sun shining on that glass. And if you have really good glass, you're going to save a ton of energy. And if you have a really tight window, you're going to save a ton of energy. Right. Energy. So those two items are probably key to a really efficient Florida product. Right. So you were involved in the energy code and then it was time to launch UV? I was involved in the energy code from 2003 or four, And I, I went to a lot of the Florida building commission meetings and that. And uh, what happened was we found from a HVAC system, all of the... Uh, the heat engineers were doing all their calculations for zone one, the same all the way up to Lee County, Palm Beach County. You draw a straight line across the state. All their heat calculations for air conditioning were done the same in those areas. Mm-hmm. So the question came up, if you're doing your heat calcs for the same and the same heating degree days and the same cooling degree days, why are the U factors different for windows in, in those other, other northern counties? And so the rationale was, they're not. They're not any different. So they expanded zone one from just Miami-Dade, Monroe, to Miami-Dade, Monroe, Broward, and Hendry, and Collier, and Lee County all mm. the way up. So it straight line. And correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. in like layman's terms, it allowed, at the time, going back to Aluminum Wingard, when every other window company was starting to pull out resources for aluminum windows, and it was kind of letting their aluminum window die on the vine 
they weren't investing in it because they were under the impression that the energy code was going to continue to not allow the aluminum system in Florida. And Mike's work and his, the team's work allowed us to figure out, well, maybe there is a way. And that's what he's alluding to. We were able to, to work with the agencies, expand the scope, and that allowed us to time the aluminum wind guard design appropriately with the code. So we were able to kind of do the opposite of what our competitors were doing. We actually sat down and redesigned that aluminum wind guard system even further so that we could get efficiencies out of the line and do more with it because we thought there was going to be another 10 years of this window system and other companies thought there was no chance of using that. So that was the timing and the code and the change that happened that like we capitalized on. Ah, uh, Okay. So while everybody's thinking ultimately vinyl, well, ultimately vinyl in certain areas, but not necessarily that southern area. The climates haven't changed down there, and aluminum is a very effective product. And there's a distinction because it's easy for, if you're a vinyl company, you're against aluminum, and if you're an aluminum company, you're against vinyl. And I think... We don't make a distinction. I won't use ultimately too many times in this (laughs) podcast, but ultimately the decision was we got to find a way to make the best aluminum wind guard system out there because there's a decade or two of that window system and we got to sell and redesign the vinyl wind guard appropriately so that it meets the market need. And today, like I said, when we started 20 years ago, the vinyl window system was made up 5% of our sales. And as of today, we're actually vinyl wind guard is outpacing aluminum wind guard by a little bit. So we're about a 50-50 yeah. mix. So it's interesting how both strategies have had to evolve and how PGT has used both strategies really well. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, other companies we're so focused on one strategy that they ended up uh, losing to us mm. because of it. Smart. Yeah. So many smart people around here. I love it. It's a big team. It is a big that, team. The marketing right. team and the executives and all of us kind of come back together with our experience and from the code yeah. side, the design side, manufacturing, everybody is on that project team, which makes it really difficult at times, um, but really rewarding because you know the process is tough, but when you get out of it, you have a product that usually meets all the requirements. Excellent. Excellent point that Ken made. I mean, fundamentally, to don't listen to the outside noise, but ultimately we were looking to provide the best product that we possibly could with the most efficiency in the areas that they needed it. And I think we did that very successfully through the the strategies that were chosen. Yeah. Well, it's nice to just excel in both spaces. So what was the process and timeline for UV? I know you said like 10 years Be sure to tune in for upcoming episodes to help you understand the fenestration industry, what you need to know when buying windows and doors, and other related topics. You can find out more about us at pgtiuniversity.com. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. It took 10 years from the first time we talked about doing it (laughs) to when we did it. So that was probably the longest project I've ever been a part of. It was probably 18 to 24 months because that was like the 770 sliding glass door is one product at a time. And ultimately vinyl was the largest. It was huge. Corporate wide project that we've ever done. And it probably spanned probably 18 to 24 months because we designed every single window system along with the door at the same time. Right. Very unique. There was a lot of research done and looking at a couple of different extruders, vinyl extruders, before we even, well, I mean, obviously we had a lot of sketches and ideas and we were printing stuff feverishly on our 3D printers and coming up with ideas. But then the crux of it was we all went into a room and we had an overhead projector. Projector was connected to AutoCAD and, you know, we changed positions. Certain people were driving and then 
Everyone would just yell out what they would change that, move that, move that around, move that around. It was a room full of vinyl extruders along with uh, Ken and Sam and James and me. And it was a, by far the most annoying <laughs> meeting I've ever been part of. But we came out with some really strong stuff. So Wait, I want to hear more about that. So it was the most annoying process? Imagine getting in a car with 12 steering wheels and everybody <laughs> has a map of where they want to go. Yep. And basically fighting over... Yeah. Who's in charge? Some things that were amazing and significant and yep. some that were irrelevant, but we still had to go through. And I had to drive a lot. Okay. Nobody ever let me drive. <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, those days are over, right? Now you drive. No, I still don't drive. Mike does it all. <laughs> Mike does the it all. The team does the driving still. Yeah. We just get second guessed on everything. Right. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> the problem is you come up with too many ideas. You got to pick one. Right. Gosh, engineers are so fascinating to me. I'm just amazed by all of you. I've never heard somebody call us fascinating. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. No, frustrating, I, annoying, no. overthinking. No, I. it's like I can see the gears turning. It's so interesting to me. I just have one last question, and you guys can each answer this. How do you continue to find inspiration to keep innovating? I worked at a lot of companies, 10 companies, two years, four years, and, on, and I've been here 20 years. So obviously something kept me here, and one of them is the constant need for something new, the constant need for something. And we are exposed to a lot of different dealers here. This new iLab is, is awesome. I mean, we're exposed to dealers that have wants and needs. And I mean, they just, they want everything. They want it all. And we're exposed to those people as well as, you know, you have all kinds of, there's Dwell Magazine, there's all kinds of, you know, architectural type magazines. And you're just looking at things and you look at how some of the higher end stuff is done and look at it and say, how can I do that in a more economical way and in a repeatable way? Or how can I, how can I just do that better? And uh, I think the, the drive is when you say, wow, I, I can do that and I can do it so much better than I can do. Excellent. What about you, Kenny? I think since my career has been like Mike's over here. I started working alongside a rod in the beginning, so it's impossible not to work alongside a rod and realize he's thinking bigger and he's thinking the next step for PGT. So I think I credit my first 10 years of innovation working alongside of guys like him and girls like him that just are always pushing it, listening to the customers, just has a great relationship and knows the market really well. So anytime Rod comes in and says, hey, what, can we do this? We just sit down and we all figure out how to do it. And I think that's been PGT's method from the engineering side, from the marketing side, from the sales side, and almost every department, we don't say no. We literally figure out yeah. how to do stuff. And I think the last 10 years since Jeff's been on board and working with us in his transition, it's more of the same, a different style than Rod for sure. But amazing because he basically set us up over here, um, acknowledged that the iLab, as PGT grows, innovation is very hard for a really big company that has a lot of things to do. Uh, so I think Jeff recognizing that to keep going with the innovation that Rod started here, that you need to break out a team to be able to focus on stuff like that. I think it's impossible not to work alongside of Rod and Jeff continually. We see both of them. So they're always looking at what we can do next. Yeah, and definitely. it's just infectious. Like who's going to tell Rod and Jeff rod of ideas i mean we, we just have so <laughs> I have, many I, I have to add kenny's a tinkerer he he, he just lo he can never stop he's always there's always something on the printer and you go what, what's this there are so many bad ideas that get printed after hours <laughs> that i throw away and i'm afraid for people to see them because they're that bad but we see them and then we you grow off of them you go oh my gosh i can't believe you didn't oh I, I think i can do something with that and he does that to all of us every one of us we we watch and oh yeah 
I think he's just like just planting seeds or something. I don't know what he's got. Here's an idea so bad that Michael see it (laughs) and then he's going to throw it away and fix it. Nice. He's always been historically since day one, right? You had all four corners of the table. (laughs) Projects on all four corners. And if this one wasn't working right now, he would move to the other corner and keep working. Ah. Yeah, I have problems. Always. Like it's a problem. That's what artists do, though. Artists never work on just one thing at a time. They work on multiple projects. And that way, when Mm. they get stuck on one, they can switch gears, still be productive, still keep working and let the other one just kind of simmer and marinate while, while you're actively working on the second one. So... All right, guys. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for shedding some light on some of the present products. And I love that we found out why ultimately vinyl had the name that it does. I'm going to make that a trivia question. You didn't get that from me. (laughs) Too late. I've already recorded it. But anyway, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to another conversation someday. Thank you. All right. Great. Take care. Thanks. PGTI University is the customer education team for an entire family of brands. We began with the original Easy Breeze porch and closure line, then became PGT, America's leading brand of impact-resistant windows and doors. We then added CGI, CGIC, Windor, Western Windows, New South Windows, Echo Windows and Doors, and our latest acquisition, Anlin Windows and Doors. We create products built to withstand major storms, keeping people safe, secure, and prepared. Our exceptional brands give you the protection you need without compromising design or functionality. PGTI University is here to educate you, our listener, so that you can be more informed about window and door products.